Isn't it great, again, to be able to celebrate all generations within our church family? And again, as we gather together today, again, in, in one service, and I get to celebrate who God is and, and all that he's doing, uh, again, we, again, it's great to see, um, you know, everything that God is doing. And God is doing things in every generation, in every ministry, uh, throughout our church. And, and again, we have so much to celebrate today. Uh, and not only just to see what God's doing in our kids, in our, in our youth ministry, in our, our small groups, and adult ministry, in our joy group, and, and in our community, in different ways we're able to reach out and to serve our community. Uh, again, God is truly at work. And, and you, we are here today, and the, the vision behind Celebration Sunday is, is that we can come together as a church family and truly celebrate what he's doing. You know, we spent the last couple months talking about why we do what we do and talking about our vision and, and our strategy of moving through this faith journey and, and all the things we have in place to help you do that, whether it's just attending church or moving towards growing in your faith and being involved in deeper level teaching and deeper relationships with people through small groups and through classes. And moving on then, as God, you continue to grow in your faith and, and you take that next step and, and move towards serving and, and stepping up and helping our teams and helping in a ministry, whether that's in our church or in ministry in our community. And, and part of that transformation process of the growth journey is, is knowing and realizing right, that anything we do can be a ministry, right? whether it's in our church or in our families or in, in our community, right? in our jobs, uh, if we are bringing glory to God through what we're doing, it is a ministry. Okay, and then moving as we continue through that journey, right, and we move to the next step of not just serving, but then of leading. Again, where is God asking us to step up and to lead, whether that's to take more leadership responsibilities and existing things or even to start your own thing and to step up and to lead. And as we continue to grow, right, then we realize that, again, we are going to be a disciple who helps make other disciples. And we do that through sharing the love of Christ with others so that they can find him and, and accept him as their Savior. But also we do that, um, again, through helping other people that are not as far along in their journey as we are, right, and investing in, in others as we all grow together and, and take those next steps. You know, we have, again, a lot to celebrate in that because people are moving forward in their faith journey. And people are taking those steps, whether it's going to a journey class for the first time or, or starting that, moving forward into those. And those classes are just designed to enable you to take that next step, right? And to, to motivate you to take that next step, to equip you to be able to do that. Also, uh, another significant step within the faith journey is the step of baptism. And today we have two people that are getting baptized today. And as we, as we, come together as a church family again to celebrate what God's doing in their lives and in their journeys again as part of our role as the church family is to support them in that and to celebrate that with them and encourage them as they continue to grow in their faith. And this morning before we, um, we have our baptisms, I want to just spend a, a minute just talking about this step of baptism and again what it means in scripture. I want to share with you uh, this, uh, this scripture that is, uh, comes out of Colossians chapter 2. And can you s switch me over, please? There we go. Thank you. Um, Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, where it says, For you were 
were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Yeah, I want to point out this verse because then again, it, it tells us kind of what baptism um, illustrates, right? Because baptism is a religious ceremony. It's, it, it's a ceremony just like we, we uh, participate in all these other different sacraments or religious ceremonies, things like marriage, right? And, and you see that, again, the ceremony, there's meaning behind the actions we do as a part of a marriage ceremony, right? As God performs that marriage, Right? Through communion, it's another religious ceremony that we celebrate together as a church family. And again, there's, there's deep meaning behind the actions we take when we take communion. And the same is true when we are baptized. Again, we as are coming to celebrate these, these two members of our church that are moving forward in their faith and, and in growing uh, in their faith and taking this significant step through baptism. But as again, this ceremony, it, it, it represents... Right, us dying with Christ. But we remember again that the, the cornerstone of our faith is that yes, Jesus died, but he also rose again. Right? Because that he as living a sinless life died on that cross to pay the price for our sins. He becomes the perfect sacrifice as the sacrificial lamb. And as his blood is spilled to, to save us because he didn't have a debt to pay, he stepped in to pay ours. And as we know, because the wages of sin is death. I mean, that's what scripture tells us, right? And, and again, something has to die to pay the price, to pay that debt. And so Christ died in our place. And, and he died, he took our, that punishment, and he died, he was put in the grave, but he didn't stay in that grave. Right? And this symbolism of baptism, just as this verse says, right, it's, it's, that you were, it's like you're being buried with Christ when you go into the water, but you are rising with Christ when you come out. Right? And, and again, why, why do we get this new birth? Why do we go in as our old creation come out as this new creation in Christ? Right? That's what it symbolizes, right? That we, we are starting in a, moving in a new direction in our lives after we receive Christ as our Savior. And again, we don't believe that baptism is a step of salvation. We believe it's a step of discipleship. We believe it's a step of growth. Again, both of these people today, as they're being baptized, they're not being baptized to be saved. They are being baptized because they are saved. Right? And because they are growing in their faith and they're taking this significant step of faith. As we know that, again, they are, they are doing it out of obedience, right? Because Jesus tells us to baptize people once they've believed. Now, as we're here today, as we're celebrating, again, not just these two people and their faith, but celebrating as a church and everything that God is doing. And I want to say is that if you're here today, if you're with us in person or watching with us online, right, just we have so much to celebrate, and, and yet there's nothing more celebrated in heaven than when someone who is lost comes home. Right, somebody who has never received Christ as their Savior opens up their mind and their heart and their life to Jesus and, and accepts that grace and mercy and forgiveness and, and prays a prayer of salvation, because again, you're not saved by being baptized, you're saved, right, by opening your life to Christ. 
As scripture tells us, is you, if you can believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, then you are saved. And, and again, the ceremony of baptism just represents what happens at that moment within your heart when you pray and receive Christ as your Savior. And if you are, are with us today celebrating not just the time of the year, right, in a holiday, but if you're celebrating with us everything God is doing, even what God is doing in your life and in your heart, I just want to say is that you can join the journey of faith today. That you can pray wherever you are. If you're here with us in person, if you're with us online, wherever you are, you can pray and open your life to Christ. Just confess to him that, that God, I believe in you. I know that you're real. I know that you sent Jesus to this earth and he died on that cross and he rose again so I could be saved and I confess my sins to you. Please come into my life. Baptize my heart with the Holy Spirit and change me and make me new. If you've never done that, if you've never prayed that prayer or invited Jesus into your life, I, I, I invite you to do that today. And then you start that journey and you start moving forward in your life and in your faith. And as you join the journey of faith and then we all walk together as we grow in that faith. Right? And we take these steps, these steps like being baptized. Right? Like getting to know Jesus better, like learning the scriptures. And, and falling deeply in love with a God who loves us more than we can even imagine. So this morning I said we're going to celebrate together these baptisms. And, and both of these people, have, they have made journey videos, right, to, to invite you into their story, right, about how God has worked. So we're going to start out first uh, with Crystal, and we're going to watch her story together, and then she's going to come up uh, to be baptized. So um, I'll now welcome to Crystal's journey. Hi, my name is Crystal Jordan. I am 30 years old, and this is my journey. I grew up born and raised in Idaho, and I like to be adventurous, so I decided to move to Wyoming. I like to do fun things, so I traveled Wyoming a little bit, got my own apartment, got a dog, and just like basically be on my own. Um, I went to church a little bit, but not a whole lot, and I didn't, I didn't realize that I was straying away from God, and then I got sick, and I went to the doctor, and he told me that I have cancer, stage four. And um, so I was freaking out, and I was calling my my family, and they were freaking out too. My mom, uh, was that was her only daughter, so she was freaking out more and, like, calling doctors, like, trying to get information, trying to find, like, the closest date to start my treatment so I can get better. And so she found one in Caldwell. So a couple of days later, she got my brother and they went down to pick me up. So I had to get rid of my apartment and my dog and like most of my things because I have to come back here and live with my parents so they can, uh, so they can take care of me so I, uh, through my process. Um, so, um, I was, uh, freaking out, 
because I didn't know uh, what cancer is, basically, like, personally. Um, and so um, I, I didn't ask God yet because I was, like, all freaking out and stuff. So when I come up here and um, the doctor said that um, I have stage 4, and so he gave me the plan on what they're going to do, that, I need, that I'm going to start chemo and then maybe radiation. So um, I decided to read the Bible more, getting to know God, getting uh, to know his faith. And I was starting to pray a lot, saying, God, please help me. Uh, please heal me, and please help me get to know you better. And uh, my aunt from California, she decided to put up a Facebook page about my journey and to have all my friends um, and family come on, my, on that page to support me and pray for me. And so uh, six months later, um, the prayers work. Prayer is a powerful thing. Um, and I'm in a remission now. And I'm, like, very happy and, like, trying to get back into the workforce. And I decided that I wanted to get baptized in um, him. Uh, I want to learn about his faith more and learn about him. My name is Crystal Jordan. I'm 30 years old, and welcome to my journey. Hello, my name is David Longstreet. I'm making this short video as a testimony video for my baptism on the 29th of November, 2020 at the Oregon Trail Church of God. Let me give you a little bit of a backstory of where I come from. My family was never really a church going family. We never really talked about God or were very spiritual or anything. We just kind of went about our lives day to day and uh, did whatever. And I found myself being a very dedicated atheist in high school. And I, I didn't believe in God. I didn't want to think about God. I didn't want to trust God. I didn't want anything to do with it. And I was very lost. And I was very sad in my life. And I was very much a believer in science. One day, I came across this article talking about how science believes we might be in some kind of virtual reality and when i thought about virtual reality it sounds like there must be some kind of programmer it kind of led me down this idea path that maybe science leads to god maybe i should start thinking more about god when one day my nana died and i was very saddened by that obviously as any young man would be and I was sitting in her bedroom with my Bible, which I did, I did not read enough at the time. I just kind of had it. I was sitting around with the Bible, and I opened it up, and I came across a passage that said, But the gates of heaven will be opened to me. And I had just this overwhelming feeling of warmth and love, and that I wasn't alone, and that I'll never have to be alone. And it made me realize that you know, I, I need to put some dedication toward having a relationship with God. It's that important. As of today, I find myself growing in my relationship with Christ. I have a very blessed and happy family. Things are going very wonderfully for us right now. And we couldn't be more happy about that.
you know, I'm very excited to be taking this next step and, and going forward with my spirituality and with my relationship with God. It's very, not only is it good for me, but it's good for my family. You know, um, thank you for joining me. And uh, my name is David Longstreet, and this is my journey. And isn't it awesome to be a part of what God's doing in people's lives? And, and like I said, we have so much to celebrate, right, as, as a church family, not just in these individuals, right, and in their faith and in their journeys, but, but just in the, the many different ways that God is at work, right, and that God is doing it. And, and again, I don't know necessarily where you're at in your journey or what your next step is, but, but we're all on that journey, and, and it doesn't matter how long we have have been walking with God, or even how long we've known God, or even maybe how long we've been pushing God away, right? But yet God loves you, right? And God wants to continue to transform your life and transform your heart. And, and again, sometimes you, we need to sit back and ask ourselves the question of what's holding me back in my journey, right? Because the truth is, if you're still breathing, you still have growing to do. Right, because our faith journey does not end until we are face-to-face -face with Jesus. Right, and that's where our, our, our earthly faith journey ends and our heavenly journey begins. And, and yet, until we hit that moment, right, and however that happens, whenever that happens, right, that's up to God right, when, when our earthly life is over. But until that time, right, we need to keep growing. We need to keep journeying forward. We need to keep taking steps closer to Christ to be more like Christ tomorrow than I am today. We have another journey video to watch this morning, and, and this one's a little bit different, right, than, uh, than the ones we've just seen of, of these, uh, of David and of Crystal, as they, we see their journey and they're moving forward through baptism. Um, this next one is, is from uh, Vera DeMay, and she has been a follower of Jesus for decades, right? But yet she also has seen some very significant steps in her faith. And so, again, we're thankful for Vera and her sharing her story with us today. So we're going to watch her story together. Hi, my name is Vera DeMay, and this is my journey. I grew up in a Christian home with strict parents and a performance-based upbringing. I was taught truth. However, it was a list of do's and don'ts, not a relationship with Christ based on grace and love. I went to camps, revival meetings, even attended basic youth conflicts, and then later women's retreats, all coming home from a high to the valley I spent most of my life trying to perform like a Christian, but I felt like I never quite got it. My husband, Doug, and I moved to Middleton from Boise in 2016. I married a believer, and my husband and I have tried to raise our children to know and love God. We came here in 2017 from Cloverdale Church of God in Boise, where we had been attending for about four years. We knew Pastor Brian and Maureen, as pastor was youth, the youth pastor there, 
and then he became associate pastor. We heard his first sermons, and his last act at Cloverdale was marrying our son and, and his wife. So coming here was a natural transition. And since we were both involved in ministry at Cloverdale, it was, we were not required to take the journey classes at that time. Another factor in choosing OTC was the fact that we needed to make our own friends. Having made the move from California in 05, we lived where we lived for over 30 years. We knew what we needed to do. We quickly found an adult Sunday school class and felt very welcome there. At that time, the church was mostly made up of older people. Today, we stay because of pastor's preaching, the core values and how the journey classes integrates those and shows us the way to move forward in our faith. I got heavily involved in women's ministries and leadership. My heart for the, the women in, of the church was that every woman would find her place in women's ministries, that no woman, woman would feel like she was, did not have a friend here. However, something was not quite right inside of me. Each time Pastor Brian spoke, it was like he was preaching just to me. I knew there was something that had to change. My priorities were all out of whack. There was no personal time with God, no praying, no meditation, no time to hear from God. I was busy, busy, busy. Busy outside my home and my family, my husband being at the bottom of the list. We were approaching our 50th wedding anniversary, and I realized that I had bought into the world's viewpoint of marriage, religion, and relationship. With every effort on my part to be more like Christ and to put on the char- or to put on the character of Christ, I failed miserably. The responses to life's problems was not asking God what he wanted me to learn from this first and praying about it. Rather, it was panic, anxiety, not sleeping, or it was my husband's fault. I was independent, competent, and in charge of my life. Why was I so inconsistent? I had truth. God's word, which I did not get into very regularly, and skills that allowed me to be in ministry, but no relational way to love Jesus and receive his love. I was an immature Christian. I had not matured into a loving attachment with Jesus who transforms my character and identity. I was stuck. My relational circuits were off. I just wanted to make a problem, person, or feeling go away. My mind would get locked onto something, and I would not let go. At times, I just wanted to get away. When presented with a problem, I tried hard to fix others. Why was this all happening? Why did I feel like this at this point in my life? My attitude was, now it's my turn to do the things that I have not gotten to do yet. My excuse was I was diagnosed in 2002 with Parkinson's. And although I have enjoyed many years with this disease, stayed active and involved in the Parkinson's community, there's a time coming when the disease would take much over much of what I enjoy doing now. And that time is getting closer. Slowly, God began to reveal more and more of what I needed to let go of. Again, through people, Pastor Brian's sermons, personal Bible reading, and circumstances, I began to change 
but it was hard. I knew it was time for me to step down from women's ministries. My husband had told me that two years earlier. My closest friends had told me that, but I couldn't. Lord, I can't give up my leadership position. Who would take over? That is not his, your concern, he replied. Leave that to me. I've got that covered. I had been given a devotional book that's called Jesus Calling. And while I didn't open it every day, every day that I did read it, it applied exactly to the situation I was facing that day. And it has never failed me on that. This year, January 2020, my prayer was, please, God, show me what I need to let go of. And then if that was not enough, March 15th, the COVID virus came crashing in on us. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't believe, and I'm not saying that God brought this about just to change little old me or to teach me something. And then on top of that, I injured my right knee, and I have been dealing with that since March. That was it. The end of my choices were gone. I had nothing to do. My plate was clean. During those months of confinement, I learned a lot about myself. Every time I attempted to divert and take a different road, something would happen. What is going on? I asked myself and God. He answered with, just trust me. It didn't take long before I realized there was still something more. You see, God cannot bring about character change with, with sin, unconfessed sin. I needed to deal with some hurts, habits, and hangups, another nice word for sin, that had taken a stronghold in my life years ago. An attitude that, yes, although I was saved, I needed to take care of myself, my needs, my life here on earth was mine to flesh out. An attitude of independence, ignoring parts of scripture that I didn't like, defiance and manipulation when I didn't get the things I wanted my way, I could go on and on. But that isn't what's important here. When God called me out of the darkness I was living in, I have began experiencing more joy, appreciation, and a feeling of freedom. And I'm thankful that God has been gentle with me and has not revealed everything to me at once. This summer, my husband and I started the journey classes. And it was through my journey here at OTC that I am learning the steps to spiritual maturity. Pastor Brian, thank you for your consistency in preaching God's word, giving us the tools to grow into spiritual maturity. I love how you bring your core values into your sermons. Be patient with me. God isn't finished with me yet. That was popular long years ago. That is applicable to me today. My journey is not finished yet. Working through the journey classes, the next step for me is perhaps become a mentor or participate in some way that keeps my priorities in check and on, on the right track. The opportunities are limitless. As you can see, there's no point in which your journey ends. Each one of us, as long as God gives us life and breath, can find a place where we can serve God and each other. Pastor Brian asked us a few Sundays ago what, what kind of church we were, and the key is love, God's love, is poured out to us through Jesus. 
It is with that, his love that we love each other. And by this love for each other, we let the world know what it's like to be a Christian. The journey is not over until God calls us home. In the meantime, we look for opportunities to serve and love others. My name is Vera DeMay, and this is my journey. We have a lot to celebrate, don't we? And I know these three stories we've heard today, there are many more out there, because God is, is truly at work. And, you know, so many times, probably this year, I know I have, I suspect you probably have as well, many times we've asked, Lord, what are you doing? What's going on? Right? And yet, this is, Vera said, and I agree, right? I don't think that God caused the pandemic or caused all of the turmoil in our world just to get our attention, but he absolutely can use it. You know, many times I remember in January, remember everybody kept saying, oh, 2020, clear vision. (laughs) You ever think maybe that's exactly what we got? Maybe God was showing us something, something we didn't want to see. Right? And, and as we think about that and, and think about this, this year and just kind of where we are in our faith and, and what do we have to celebrate, what are we thankful for, or what are we waiting for as we enter this, this season of Advent, right? Again, a- Advent is expectantly waiting and preparation. And as we go into this season of Advent, right, I mean, obviously we are preparing and expectantly waiting for the Christ child, but... But even thinking about in 2020 and this year of what we've seen and what's been revealed in our own hearts and our own lives, what's really important? Right? Where are we really journeying towards? What's holding us back in our life, our faith? What's real? What can I put my faith in? But as we think about this and think about this, this challenge that we all face, as whether you've never received Christ as your Savior before, you're, you're not a Christian, I say then we can join the journey if that's where you're at. If you are a Christian, if you are a believer, if, you're, if your faith is growing, your faith is stalled out, think what's, what's the next step? What is God asking me to do? But as we... As we Think about this challenge and again to celebrate again the victories that we've seen in these people's lives and, and maybe even in our own lives. I want to I want to share um, this verse out of Philippians chapter one verses three through six. It says, "Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God, and whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy." For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I'm certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Again, as we look at this, again, this letter of Paul, right, to the church in Philippi, he says that he prays for them, and he prays for them with joy. 
every time he thinks of them, right, he gets excited, excited about what God is doing in their life and in their faith and in their community and in their church. Until we, again, we've been called in these last months to be, to be people of prayer, right, to, to seek the Lord. And I'll tell you, as your pastor, when I pray for you, I get excited about what God's doing. I'm excited the fact, again, that we're all partners in spreading the good news of Christ. And I know, right, this, I mean, these people, this isn't, this isn't about me. This isn't about we're in trail. This is about what God is doing in our lives. Right? And we're all partners in the gospel. Right? And as we watch each other live out our faith, and then we are, we're showing the world who Jesus really is. Right? And we do that, again, through growing in our own faith, through taking these steps, whether it's being baptized or going to a journey class or, or just sharing with our neighbors about the reason for the hope that we have. Right? We're all partners. Right? We're a family, the family of God. Right, and we're all working together. Again, what's, what's your role? How are you helping spread the gospel of Christ? Again, just as Paul says in this verse, he says that God has begun a good work within you. Right, That is true for every believer. He's begun a good work within you. What is your next step in your faith? Maybe it's being baptized like, like these were today. Maybe it's even realizing where your faith really is, like, like Vera talked about, maybe it's just celebrating the fact that you're growing. Right? But again, what's God going to continue to do in your life? What is your next step? I hope that you'll take it. Because he will continue his work. Right? Your journey's not over. Maybe your journey's just beginning. Maybe you've been camping in your faith for a long time. It's like, no, if I'm ready to move, I'm ready to go somewhere new. Right? Will he continue his work if you do yours? Will you hold up your end of the deal? Right? Our end of the gospel is to open our life and heart to Jesus. Right? Our end of our journey is to, to keep moving, to keep growing take the next step. Again, I don't know what your next step is, but I hope that you'll take it. Today, this week one of Advent, we lit the candle of hope. What do you hope for? Right, we all had this idea when we entered 2020 of what we hoped for. I know for most of us, it's not what we expected. Right, but I don't know about you, but I still have hope. I have hope that no matter what happens in our world, that God is on his throne. You know, whether we're living in the last days or, or, or we're not, I, I have hope that God wins. Right? And, and I have hope that God's going to continue his work in me. Right, and, I, and I hope that you will continue your journey. Like I said, I don't know where you are in your journey today, but I believe that you have a lot to celebrate. 
Right? And, and if you've never received Christ as your Savior before, then I hope that you will do that today. Right? If, if you've never grown in your faith, I hope that you realize where you are and you're ready to move forward. Right? If, if you're just celebrating with us today just what God is already doing and, and with, with what he's going to do, then celebrate. But I hope you'll take the next step. Lord God, we thank you for your presence in our lives. God, we thank you, God, that we have a lot to celebrate. That even in the midst of a tough year, God, you are our God. God, you have never left us or forsaken us. We praise you for that today. God, we celebrate who you are and your love for us. Lord, that no matter how much we push you away, God, you never stop pursuing us. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we will all just continue to journey towards you, and especially, Lord, as we start this season of Advent, instead of preparing our hearts, again, for the gift of the Christ child. Lord, thank you for the many gifts that you've given in our lives. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for transforming us. I thank you for taking us to places in our life and in our faith that we never thought we could accomplish. God, as we go this week, I pray, Lord, that we would shine your light in this dark world, that we would truly, Lord, all be partners in spreading the gospel of who you 